Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. I didn't have my mic on. I apologize, everyone. I do this once every 10 shows or so. Let me start again. Welcome, everyone, to episode 23 of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It is uh, a uh, uh, wonderful uh, to have you with us, and it's it's wonderful to have... um, uh, Rachel Luttrell in the wings here. She's going to be uh, uh, joining us momentarily. Before I bring her on, I do want to advise uh, what's going to be happening. So in this episode, we're going to have Rachel in. I have a uh, line of, uh, of questions uh, for her, and then I'm going to invite people in the live chat to ask their questions as well. And then after the show, we're going to have some Stargate art from the fan community to show off, and I'll also be sharing the uh, the lineup of guests that we have for next week. But before I bring Rachel in, if you like Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal if you click the like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops and you'll get my notifications of any last minute guest changes. These actors are working and so, you know, things shift all the time. So this will be key if you plan on watching live. And clips from the live stream will be released over the course of the next several days on both the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. And without further ado, I have the privilege of bringing in uh, uh, one of the most talented actresses to to grace the the Stargate pantheon, Miss Rachel Luttrell. Hello. Uh-huh. Hello, David. It's Thank so good to see funny. you. Ah, it's great to see you too. I'm honored to be sitting here. I'm very honored that you asked me to be here. So. You know, I I have had the privilege of knowing you um, uh, since the first season of that uh, extraordinary journey of yes, Stargate Atlantis, and mm-hmm. we we talked a, a little bit at, during GateCon, uh, uh, the GateCon uh, reunion episode on on YouTube about. And I was really impressed with 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 your thoughts on on how uh, the fan interaction, uh, fan involvement from the show, the fan feedback uh, has mm-hmm. been just so extraordinary over mm-hmm. these past, what was it, 15, 16 years now? You know, wow. how the wow. content yeah. from this series and franchise has changed people's lives for the better in so many ways. How often does a piece of art transcend, you know, uh, more than just the time and place that it was created and continue to ripple positively throughout time? 
It's amazing. It really is amazing. And it always does astound me. And I'm always so deeply moved when I hear from fans about, as you said, how, how the show has changed their lives, how it's um, influenced them in, in really, really positive ways. And, and um, it, it's, it's just amazing. And, and it continues to do so. And that's also thrilling and wonderful. I, I feel very, very honored to have been part of this. I'm so honored. Is it, were you aware uh, when you started that it was going to, to take on the, the legacy that it has? Because SG1 yeah. was already going for seven seasons at that point. That's, that in right. itself is tremendous, you know, and yes, then you were is. coming in to do your own thing. Yeah, yes, it is. And uh, no, I had no idea. I mean, I was so naive. I was so naive about the entire franchise, really. Um, I didn't know a lot about SG1. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen... Um, the movie like a thousand years ago as a kid and i remember being like really intrigued by it but that was pretty much all i knew and i'm happy that that's the case because i mean you know it's nerve-wracking enough to pack up your life and move to you know another city and and to take on you know this new part and to meet all these new people blah 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 but if i had known of the gravitas that, you know, that was attached to it. I think I would have been debilitated almost. A lot of the people that we talk with, they're like, you know, I'm really glad I didn't know as much as I did about it because I couldn't have done my job, you know, it would have gotten in the way. Oh yeah. 100%, 100%. I'm glad that it just kind of slowly revealed itself to us and, and it, you know, and, and, and moment by moment, it became something that was like, you know, as we were just saying, it's just like an extraordinary extension of what it was that we were doing. I mean, you know, we perform in front of a camera uh, as actors, you know, obviously we, we perform on the stage every once in a while. But, but, you know, we're usually performing in front of a camera. You don't really get any kind of that interaction. You do your best job. You try and do your best work. You service the, the role. You service the story. But you don't really know, you know, how that ripples and and the fact that Stargate has had this incredible ripple effect um, and that the fans are so loyal and that the fans are so lovely. <laughs> We've got the best fans. We've got the best fans. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. But I had no idea. I had like zero, zero idea. And I remember our first convention everybody was so nervous. We were all like, what is happening? We were just like, we, we had no idea. We had no idea. But, you know, we became to understand that that the fans are just, they come from this place of, oh my gosh, such generosity mm-hmm. um, that, it, that it, just, it just can't help but fuel you. And eventually, you know, it was, it was a wonderful thing that helped buoy all of our performances, really. I want, uh, with this series, to uh, make it a place on YouTube where people can go. And I mentioned this to Flanagan uh, a few weeks ago, where this, I I intend for this show to be a kind of oral history of uh, the Stargate franchise, where people who, uh, in future generations who haven't even discovered it yet, uh, can come to this and find out uh, more specifics about a lot of the individual episodes. It's it's my hope to go through... um, uh, every episode of the show with each of the performers who uh, who made those episodes uh, 
what they are and and leave a, a lasting legacy on YouTube that people can come back to and say, oh, you know what, I, I want to learn more about Tracker or, you know, I want to go into, I, I want to learn more about the Queen. What were Rachel's thoughts on the Queen? It's all this is to say that I, it's my hope to have you on in future episodes so we can go into yeah. uh, more deeper minutiae about the arc of this amazing character and her contribution to not only to Atlantis, but to sci-fi fandom as well. So I'm hoping to have you back uh, in 2021. I'd love to. I'd love to. Before we get into um, uh, shoveling into this, I I, <laughs> I just came back from, I live in Phoenix. I just came back from Florida. I don't know if it's a regional thing or not, but my mom had, I don't know what channel it was on in, uh, her, in her room, and we were watching TV, and this commercial came on, oh. and... <laughs> And oh my gosh. I know exactly what you're going to say. So, well, not this. Well, maybe, but maybe not. So okay. this race car driver gets out of his car and it turns to this kid. And I'm like, is that Caden? <laughs> I was like, I think that's Rachel's son. And then <laughs> another episode, another commercial came on and you were there too. And I was like, wow, it's a whole family affair. Oh my it's gosh. a Domino's right. commercial. Let me just let me correct you. It's at that is actually our little girl. So Caden. Really? Oh well, yeah. Listen, Caden is now my height and has a deep voice. He just turned thirteen. Oh my gosh! So I got the kids wrong, but the family right. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's little Ridley, and I'm so uh... proud of her. That was actually her very first job. Um, both of my kids have expressed some interest in the performing arts and they both had to like beg me and beg me and beg me before I actually pursued it for them because I know how hard this profession is. It'll kill you if you're not careful. Profession, but you know, while they enjoy it, I'm here to support them. And that was her first job. And, um, they asked if, you know, if I wouldn't mind being on camera and I was like, sure, why not? I'm there anyway, just to make sure that she's okay. I was so proud of her. I was so proud of her. She just, you know, she delivered her lines like a champ. She even had to do some lines in Spanish. She's not a Spanish speaker. And she right. was like, "Why, well, you know, we got a really Shots. lovely friend of ours. Yeah, she just was like, so I don't know. She she might end up, you know, going places that I, I mean, I know she'll end up going places that I can't even imagine, but. But she's she's really good. <laughs> you, you know, you see a lot of a lot of this now, like uh, with Jim Gaffigan. You know, he does yeah. he does commercials with his own kids, and that's I think like a really great like way. Well, a it helps them pay for their college. <laughs> but, there is that. But, Hello. But B, you know, it's it's a great way to get introduced to that uh, kind of world because you know the commercial auditions can be just as just as difficult as anything else based on yeah. what i've heard and yeah. you know in that kind of situation like as with gaffigan gaffigan you know you're you're there with them so yeah there's yeah a, there's it's a nurturing there's a there's a safe space almost exactly exactly it's it, it was a very very special experience and i'm glad that it's you know forever you know uh documented for us to, <laughs> yeah, to have and share it was it was really fun you think yeah. that's it for her or do you or, no or, oh okay, no good. no so she ridley... didn't say i'm like you know what i'm done i've done it oh, now no. okay good oh no no ridley is like when's my next audition when's my next audition like, listen before before I came on the show with you, I was actually editing a voiceover audition that she just like knocked out of the park. And prior to that, like, she just like, you know, I mean, I'm a proud mama, but I really do think that my kids are kind of taking it to the next level. They're just, 
yeah, no, she's, she's definitely going to pursue this at least, you know, at least for the next couple of years. She really loves it. Absolutely. And especially that was that recorded uh, since this whole COVID business started? Yes, it was. You guys are making it work. That's terrific. Oh, yes. You know, happily, my husband is back at work. We're here in Georgia, as I Mm. told you prior to us, you know, joining everybody else. Uh, And we're just down the street from what used to be Pinewood Studios. They now call it, I think it's called it Trillis Studios. Uh, They've changed the name, but it doesn't matter. That's where all of the Marvel uh, productions are filming. And my husband um, is currently the fight coordinator for the new Loki television series that will be streamed on Disney+. Wow. And he's been working, which is great. So, you know, mm. the industry is slowly moving back, but they are getting tested three times a week. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, you know, 40 some odd COVID tests. It's, pr- it's pretty challenging. And they're not pleasant tests at that. So it's not pleasant tests, well, but you know, he's working. And yes, as you said, we're making it work. So that's good. Martin Wood, we had him on and he was talking oh. about how they have, you know, they have uh, uh, watches that go off after, you know, you're, you're within someone's proximity or bubble, you know, too close to right. every, every, indi- um, every production is that's, that's allowed to operate is finding a, yeah. a way to make it work. It's going to be yeah. very interesting to see what happens to LA over the course of the next several months of this for better or for worse, you know, I, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, dispute how they specifically are. They have to handle it. However, they're going to, but at the same time, there's some people that have no choice, but to work and what are Mm -hmm. you going to do? So, you know, it's Mm going to be interesting to see what, to see what happens over the course of the next several months in 2021. If if this thing takes longer than we fear that it will. Yeah. I mean, oh God, what a year, what a year we've been going through. I mean, I this is something that we're going to be processing for yeah. so, so long. And I, you know, I'm optimistic, obviously, yeah. you know, the, the vaccine is, is close to being ready, but, but they're, they're saying that it's going to take like several months for them to um, get all of our, you know, first line um, workers, mm-hmm. not, you know, uh, yeah, they come first. They're going to be first. So it's probably not going to, you know, trickle down to the rest of us until, I don't know, this time next year. So, yeah. so this is, this is something that we're going to have to, yeah, fight, face for the Learn next little deal with, year. For sure. Yeah, deal with. Well, it's yeah. fantastic that you're, you're geographically in a place, you know, that's working right. and, and affords opportunities. So yeah, got to count your you. blessings. Oh, oh so. my goodness. Yes. Yes. And I do. I so do. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Rachel. You and I have talked about your um, your background in terms of you, you come from a family that was always singing and harmonizing, you know, yes. in the car and dancing. Yes. Uh, where where are you? F- but where are you um, from specifically? What 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 part of the world are you from? And um, who were you as a young person? And how did that launch you into what you became uh, as a professional actor? Oh, what a lovely question. Thank you so much. That was such a thoughtful uh, question. I'm from Tanzania, which is in East Africa. Um, and, um, you know, if, if people want to figure out where that is geographically, it's, it's Indian Ocean, it's Mount Kilimanjaro, it's the Serengeti. Um, so it's kind of like where people zero in when they want to go on their, you know, safaris. Um, and my mom is from there. All of, all of her family still lives there. I was born there. Uh, my dad was from Louisiana, um, Shreveport. And uh, yeah, we grew up in 
Toronto. So I lived in I lived in Tanzania until I was about six years old. Uh, moved to Toronto with my uh, very thick uh, um, East African accent. Um, we do have recordings of me and my. I'm I'm blown away. It's like you know. Um, but I was I was sh- listen. I was shy. I've always I was always a shy kid. But I was kind of a goofball, which kind of, you know, they're like polar opposites. But I but, you know, when I came out of my shell, it was like really kind of goofy. I I was, you know, like I would be like super, super shy. And then they'd pull the camera out and I'd be like, or something like really like ridiculous. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of that's kind of, you know, where I got into it. And and as you said, my my whole family sings and and uh, I danced for many, many years. And, you know, we played instruments and. Um, my father was an academic, but he sang in the opera chorus in Toronto in the Mendelssohn Choir. And uh, so he had a beautiful, beautiful tenor voice. And so he helped all of us with our singing voices and, and helped us to have this amazing um, connection with music and the arts. It really came from dad as well as as well as my mom. Um, and even though they were not you know, professionally in the entertainment industry, they always supported our desire to be uh, in this industry, we we didn't grow up with parents who were like, "Over oh, my dead body." It was like, "Well, if that's what you want to do, absolutely, we one hundred percent support you." <laughs> absolutely, I mean, most families are like, "You want to do what?" Yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's it's, it's hard, hard industry, and you know the the chance of success is, you know, of of success enough to yeah. to pay your own bills is absolutely. not always the best. Yeah, no, it isn't. It, it really isn't. It's a it's a pretty <laughs> ruthless industry. It's so funny because on 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 the one hand, it's it's such a beautiful industry and it transforms so many people and it touches people and it moves people in so many wonderful ways. But you know, it can be very disheartening um, as a as a performer to try and get work. I mean, you can be at the top of your game, but you know, if you don't fit the bill, you're not going to get the the roles. And it can be casting you know, subjective. And, Precisely, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, it, it is a business. But I, um, my, my very first experience on stage, I was um, in elementary school, maybe like grade two. And I had to sing this like little song at Massey Hall. Those of you who are in Toronto, in any case, will know where Massey Hall is. It's like this venerable uh, theater that's been there for like 100 plus years. And, and I was so, so nervous. And I got pushed out to sing. And I opened my mouth. And, and it's just like, I will never forget it. It was this incredible experience where I, I felt, even as a little person, this connection between myself and the audience. It was like this, you know, this, this art can bring us all together it's like we we have this shared experience even though it's one person performing everybody is a part of it in this incredibly energetic way and I remember just feeling that and and thinking that this is something that I want to definitely pursue I didn't know how the heck I was going to do it but but it was it was that it was like the feeling that my gosh we can we can all be connected in this amazing way um, and then, you know, as an adult, I, I love the experience, the collaborative experience of, of theater as, and, and television and film. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I love it. It's, it's something that, um, yeah, it's just always been a part of me. There is something about uh, uh, getting up on a stage <laughs> and taking on a responsibility that, that forces you to transcend outside of yourself in a mm-hmm. way that is like, did I just do that? Is that me? <laughs> yeah. 
I can't yeah. do that. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's not an easy thing to put yourself on display in front of other people. Even, even when you know inside of you, I've got the talent to do it. You know, oh. it still, it still takes some nerves. <laughs> oh, goodness. goodness. And I, I mean, listen, I am as grown as anybody can be at this point in my life, but I still get nervous. I just think it's just, I, I still get nervous. I've, I've done it so many times, but it's, it's still this. Yeah, absolutely. It's this enormous um, responsibility that you have. But at the same time, when you do manage to like plug into this ephemeral thing, yeah. it's, amazing it's just it's just amazing and i i don't know i mean i think in many ways it's like it's the human condition it's like we forget that we're all kind of one i don't want to get all but you know i mean we're social beings we're social beings and 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 we're beings that that need story i mean story to help make sense of of our worlds and our lives and you know and we've known that for thousands of years um so we've been telling stories for thousands of years and yeah. we've had theater for thousands of years, but it's this incredible, beautiful experience. And I just immediately fell in love with that. Yeah. Rachel, who are, we've kind of established this a little bit. It certainly sounds like your folks are going to be a big part of this answer. Uh, who are your heroes? Who are the people who really helped chart your course? Um, expectedly unexpectedly people who you know when you look back on your life and the signposts and the forks in the road of your of your particular path really pointed the way mm, well i mean listen 100% my parents 100% um you know they were they were just listen i i just had the best parents i lost my dad a few years ago but as as i told you prior to this interview my mom lives with us now so which is wonderful (laughs) but they were always um always so supportive uh always like you know you can do it always you know dream big um there was never a moment where they were kind of like i don't really know if you've got it so that that really helped me to uh dream bigger because my roots my roots were so strong Mm. um you know and then i had i had some wonderful teachers along the way um you know at times in my life where i I doubted myself. I, I doubted my own talent. I doubted if I even had a right to dream, you know, for what I wanted. And and I had these really wonderful teachers along the way who would just remind me that that yeah, I I, I did have the right. Not only that, but I that I had you know something. <laughs> I had something, <laughs> and um, you know, and then I had some wonderful friends um, as well who are still friends of mine. Um, yeah, I've, I've been very, very lucky to be surrounded by some some really wonderful people, some just some beautiful, just heartfelt people who are also performers, etc., who've just supported me throughout my life. And and as I said, very, very lucky to have some wonderful teachers as well. But my foundation came from my parents, you know, one hundred percent. What role outside of Atlantis would you say? Um... It's not, I, I really should have asked this to you before, so mm. before we came on, so I do apologize. But what role do you really think um, has stretched you as a human being in ways that you didn't expect, um, that you were privileged uh, to play and, and gave you some uh, uh, surprising, unexpected 
<laughs> surprises. <laughs> right. Um, wonderful question. Uh, I started my career in, in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my career singing and dancing and, and being on like the big stages, um, the Broadway stages. Um, and, you know, that that was certainly very transformative. And I, I, I was an understudy in in Miss Saigon. And, you know, as an, oh. as an yeah, I was an understudy for Ellen, okay. uh, the American wife. Um, and this is like going way, way back, like near the beginning okay. of my career. Uh, but, but I, uh, you know, I just, the first time that I got to go on, I found out like two hours before curtain call that I was going to be going on and the stage didn't work. Like it's this like huge show where like, you know, the props move in on these different um, uh, um, tracks and it didn't come down. So it was like this bare stage. And I remember being you know, just absolutely terrified by it. But I, but I remember stepping onto the stage and, you know, having nothing to perform with, with the exception of my voice and the other, uh, um, the other character on stage. And I remember that being super transformative, just in the sense that, you know, um, as we were saying, art kind of transcends so many things. And that I just, I just felt so laid bare in front of everybody. Um, that was certainly a character and a moment for me. Um, and then, you know, I got to play some other wonderful characters on stage. Um, I got to play this character, um, in a play called Las Meninas, which, um, uh, was by Lynn Nottage, who went on to win the Pulitzer, uh, prize for, for theater, for writing. Mm. And, uh, that character was really amazing and wonderful as well. She was, um, a character from history, mm. um, mm who was um, a biracial uh, child born of nobility, um, but through kind of, you know, um, embarrassing means for the nobility. And, uh, and, you know, I got to, that was, that was a transformative experience for me just to be on stage and to portray her. Um, I mean, listen, I've had, had, I've had so many and so many diverse, diverse characters, you know, from musical theater to just straight plays to, um, to television and to film, it's hard for me to pull out just one. Mm. I feel like mm. they've all kind of influenced me and helped me grow in different ways. Had you seen uh, the feature film or SG One before auditioning for Taylor? I had seen the feature film. Okay. I had n- I, I I knew hardly anything about SG One, and I'm very happy that that's the case. But I had seen the feature film, and I had been like really moved by it. it it struck a chord in my imagination um you know years before i ever auditioned for stargate i um i grew up in a family uh that really really loved science fiction my dad loved science fiction so it was something that you know was you know we would watch and, and enjoy and we would read um so i do remember that film for sure but i i didn't know about sg1 or at least like the extent that it was you know Right. Um, Otherwise, like we said, you know, it would have made it more difficult. Oh, so much more difficult. (laughs) Uh, Were you in Toronto at this point? Or Uh, were you in Vancouver? uh, Sorry, when? When I saw the the movie? When when you were preparing, uh, before the audition uh, process, were you already based in, you were where? I was in Los Angeles. You were in LA. Okay. I was already in LA. um, And I I had been in LA for actually quite a few years. Um, I'd done a, a number of pilots and guest stars and, 
you know, my career had kind of gone up and down. I'd been like, I don't know, maybe I should just give it all up and become an architect. <laughs> um, and it, it's so funny, like in my career, when, when I announce that's it, I'm done, like something happens. And I remember just before I auditioned, telling, you know, dear friends of mine that I would, that was it. I, I just, I'd had enough. I'd had enough of Los Angeles. I'd had enough of, you know, just banging my head against the wall. And I auditioned and um, yeah, lo and behold, there I was with Taylor. That wow. Taylor, yeah, with, with wonderful, wonderful Taylor. I I loved playing Taylor. So you oh auditioned God. from LA and and sent a tape up. No, actually, I auditioned a person. You did. I, okay. I first of all, I auditioned with the uh, casting agent. I auditioned with uh, Ivy Eisenberg. Um, and actually, that's that's a hilarious story because I got to say, I I went in. I met with Ivy first, and. Um, you know, I, I had I've, I've always been like a like a an, an artist in terms of like, you know, really working on my lines, et cetera, et cetera. And I came in and I did the read and she was like, Rachel, that was wonderful. That was probably the best read that I've had. I'm going to bring you back. You're going to meet the producers, but I'm going to need you to do this. You're going to need to wear. And she was like, you're going to need to wear some heels. You're going to need to wear a push up bra. <laughs> you're going to need to. She was just like, you know, she was coaching me through because I think I, I kind of came in and I was like, you know, like, I don't know what I was wearing, but it was not right. She was like, you gotta sell it, girl. And I, um, I guess I did. <laughs> but she, was, she was just like, please, this is, yeah, yeah what you're bringing is amazing, but you, you also have to bring it. Yeah. I think at that point I was like over bringing it. I'm like, God. <laughs> Hollywood. I don't want to have to. <laughs> but anyway, it's okay. That's also part of, you know, listen, it's part of the industry. This is, it's an industry, you know, yeah. it's a business. As it, you know, so you have to play the business angle as well. But yes, I was in, I was in Los Angeles. I auditioned in person. Um, and, uh, and, and I, you know, everybody shook my hand at the end of my, um, you know, it's, it's called a, it's called a test. You test for the network. Um, and everybody was just like, and I thought it was a seal deal. And then a week passed, didn't hear anything another week. And then I heard that I didn't get it. And they're like, sorry, Rachel, it's gone another way. I'm like, that's it. I knew I should have given up. Um, but I went on a bunch of other things. And then, and then out of the blue, it was like, uh, they do want you up there. I had like three days to get myself up there before they started filming the pilot. It was just like, Oh my God, my God. Yeah. So they just went another way with the character or something wasn't working. No, and I never asked. You can ask, you know, Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I don't know, but I, but I, yeah, it wasn't, I, I had thought it was a done deal. I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. It just feels so amazing. Everyone just, and then I didn't get it. And I auditioned with Joe. Um, oh, Joe and I brought, yeah, we auditioned together. Yeah. Wow. So for the for the network test. For the network test, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's the first time I met him. I met him, um, yeah, in the in the waiting room, and uh, I went in and I did a little scene on my own, and then they had the two of us come in. They wanted to see about, you know, chemistry. Do they work well together? Was he a lock at this point? I believe he was. Okay. Yeah, he was. He already was. Yeah. So, uh, and it, you know, it went great, but who knows? Wow. Yeah. I, we talked with Rainbow a couple of weeks back, and he oh, cool. had literally like seventy-two hours before <laughs> he had to fly from from Toronto to uh, uh, 
to Vancouver. So did you, did you, um, did did you do a a Vancouver to LA commute like Joe did, or did you settle in Vancouver at that point? I settled. Yeah, I settled in Vancouver. I mean, you know, Joe had, Joe had a family and you know, he already had his kids and they were in school, blah, blah, blah. For me, it was just me and my sweet little dog, Nala. I remember Nala. Um, Yeah. Right. You remember Nala. And it was just the two of us. So, uh, you know, every once in a while we'd drive down, but no, we didn't do the crazy commute. I, I bought a house um that's where you know vancouver is where i met my mm, husband yeah that's where Caden was born uh Caden still very much considers himself to be a canadian um, <laughs> he's a canadian citizen but um yeah no, i i i settled there i, I lived in vancouver for for uh, eight years eight years of my life yeah oh maybe seven seven years seven years two years after the show ended we were, i was still pretty much there and then yeah and then we moved back to los angeles it is a great city to uh to spend time in once this thing is all said and done if you get the chance if you've not listeners if you've not uh, had a chance to visit i completely recommend it and it, it took me forever to go up there and actually look around because every time i would go i was in studios with you guys and it was like oh you've got to see such and such you've got to see such and such i'm like there's no time there's no time i'm booked for interviews wall to wall when i'm up here so and then wow. i eventually started discovering the city and i was like this is a wonderful city with all kinds of divergent little aspects to it. Little boroughs where there's different groups of people, different kinds yeah. of food. And it was just, it's a great place to live. So yes, I, I, I would have to imagine. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a fabulous city. And, you know, every once in a while, I, you know, I they're, they're like places that I used to go to that I really, really miss and like, just lovely restaurants and the walks that I used to go on, et cetera. It is a wonderful city. The one thing that I didn't love about Vancouver is that, it, you know, when it got dark, yeah. it was dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember I, you know, I would go back and forth on occasion with, with Caden back to Los Angeles. And I remember on this one occasion, we came back and we stepped out at like, I think it was 8 a.m. in the morning to go for a walk. And it was like so dark. And I remember little Caden stepping out and saying, no, mommy, night. <laughs> I, like, I remember I remember being like, oh, sweetheart. Nope, it's not night. <laughs> oh. But other than that, it is an extraordinary city. It's beautiful. It's like the Emerald City. Yeah. In many respects. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh have been privileged uh to know so many of you guys o- over the course uh of these several years it's such a such an eclectic cast of a cast of talent that that came together for this wonderful show tell us um about working with joe oh about working with joe mr flanagan <laughs> mr flanagan oh my gosh joe 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I have a soft spot in my heart for everyone that I worked with, everyone. And, you know, we became like a family in so many ways. Um, and, you know, I, I love Joe. Joe was Joe was awesome. Joe, you know, Joe loved his newspapers. He did. Joe, Joe you know, um, liked to joke around a little bit. Um, you know, he has this wry sense of humor. And sometimes you're like, wait, what, what did you say? Was I know. That, that were you, was that a joke? Um, it was. It was lovely working with him. It was lovely working with him. Yeah, he's a he's a lovely guy. 
Tori Higginson. Uh, you guys were the 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 two um, yeah. uh, female. Uh, is, is leads is, is leads correct to say? Are all of you considered the, sure. how? I've never been very good on I the mean, nomenclature. Tori, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in the industry is like you know you're you're like number two, number three, number four. Yeah, the call yeah. sheet. Yeah, on the call sheet. Um, Tori was Tori was, I believe, like number two for a while. Wow. Um, Tori's wonderful. Tori is uh, warm and and kind and and sweet. She has this she has this beautiful, youthful uh, quality to her that's just heartfelt and lovely, as well as being um, super grounded and and strong. And uh, I I I loved I loved working with her. Just a wonderfully generous person as well as generous actor. Yeah. She's lovely. I haven't seen her in a long time. You know, the last time I saw her was uh, Los Angeles and I went to her house in LA with um, Kaden, just Kaden, and uh, hung out for a minute. It's been a while, but I, uh, she's lovely. She's just a lovely human being and a, and a wonderful actress. David Hewlett. <laughs> David. <laughs> I mean, David. David is, you know, David loves to paint himself as this, like, you know, curmudgeonly, you know, guy who's like, but he's he's got this huge heart. He's just got this enormous heart. I mean, that's that's what I know about David. David is just, he's a really, he's just a really sweet and kind guy. Um, and he's a consummate professional. Um, I uh, take my hat off to him all these many years later for being able to handle the dialogue that he got given. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and to handle it with such poise. Um, I, I love David. I love David. He's, he's, he's just, he's, he's just got a, a huge heart. Uh, wonderfully talented, hilarious sense of humor. Um, as as much as he likes to pretend that he's you know this curmudgeon, he cares deeply. Yeah. Um, and and if you're a friend of his, you're lucky to be a friend of his. Rainbow. When we talked with him, he made a point to say how close he was with you and Paul. Um, yeah. That it really got him through some days. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Talk talk about a little bit about uh, Rainbow Sun Franks. Ah, sweet Rainbow. I remember meeting Rainbow like the first the first day that we were on set. And I remember like immediately um, being drawn to him. He's younger than me. And I just felt like a, you know, big sis mm. to, to sweet Rainbow. Um, just a delightful spirit. Just just a delightful, kind spirit. And yes, when we got together, the three of us, it was just like it created this like funny little effervescent bubble <laughs> where we were just constantly, uh, you know, when you meet someone and you, you can meet somebody immediately and you're like, Oh my gosh, it works. You get yeah. Me. You get me. I, I can say that. And you're, and, and there's a twinkle in your eye and you know what I mean? Well, we had that thing and, and it would be great. It was like, you know, we could, we, we had the shorthand and it would get us into trouble on occasion <laughs> because, because, you know, there would be things that would just crack us up. And thank goodness for that. And yes, we really did help each other get through um, 
Yeah, you know, a, a lot of things. But yes, we, we had a shorthand and we had a lot of fun. And, and you know, whenever I get a chance to see Rainbow, it's been a while, but I, 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 I do love him. And I've gotten to know his sister through the uh, course Cree, of the yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, and I'm, they're, they're wonderful. And, you know, even though I don't get to speak to either one of them that often, I still... I still consider them to be family and rainbow. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Paul McGillian, Polly McGillian. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So he was part of the, the trio. Um, and he was like, yeah, as soon as I, I, I met Paul, it was once again, it was like, Oh my goodness, <sighs> this relaxed kind of feel yeah. like I just, you know, and, and, and then you can have fun. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who like, it, it takes a minute to get to know me because I'm still kind of shy in many respects. Yeah. You know, every once in a while when you meet somebody like that, you, yeah, you kind of come out of your shell. And, and Paul is, Paul is so funny. Uh, very, very, very bright, uh, wonderful actor. Um, and, you know, he, he likes to have fun and, and we had so much fun together and uh, still do still do. I, like when you had him on your show. Oh my God. And he talked about those pictures and I hadn't seen those pictures in years. Like they were in a box in my garage. And, and I, I saw that somebody brought the episode to my attention and I was like, gosh, I got to find them. <laughs> and then of course I, you know, put them out there. Um, and I remember putting them out there before I had reached out to him. And then I, I sent him a text and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope you're okay. That I, <laughs> that I put those out there. And his first response was, Rachel, I'm furious with you. And I was <laughs> that like, sounds like Paul. Oh, no. oh my gosh. And then about five minutes later, just kidding. Like, ah! But I mean, you know, it's, it's so, it's that kind of a, that kind of a rapport, which is great. Those are you on know, your Twitter, all... right? I think you, you posted yes. the pictures. That, okay. I did. Yeah. Oh man, that was so funny. I, I remember a, that, that was a vindication for me. It let me it, because it let me know that the show was working. Like in our second week, I was like, "Oh, this is too good." <laughs> yes, yes, oh, and thank you, thank you for that because yeah, I hadn't seen them forever, and uh, there's some gold in there. There's still some. Oh, absolutely. Some gold. That was a particularly difficult episode uh, day for me because there was there was some uh, interview. I think it was Dean Devlin that I had next. Yeah, that's right. And I was very, I was looking forward to this, but I was very in. I think it was Dean. I was very gonna, I was pretty intimidated because I'd never spent yeah. he created Stargate with Roland Emmerich. Right. And I right. brought Paul in that day because I knew that Paul would calm my nerves before I did uh. it. And it was like he did not disappoint. So that was very deliberate. But no, I love that man. Good, yeah. You yeah. had um an amazing relationship with with Bam Bam. Uh yeah. James Bamford who was the fight coordinator for Atlantis. There mm -hmm. was, there was no real, there was no fight coordinator for SG one, but Atlantis was going to be so much more action oriented. And it was established very early on with, with, with Taylor that she had a, um, uh, some form of martial arts background. And right. it was very clear, you know, with your athleticism, that this was something very like, I think in suspicion that it was very clear that it was going to work. Uh, tell us about that relationship with with James Bamford and yeah. uh, how that grew Taylor's fighting um, style 
and her right. use of her Bantos rods and that right. whole like sub arc that wound its way through the show. Right. Absolutely. So when I auditioned for Taylor, there was no mention of her being, um, you know, a, a fighter at all. Like she was kind of mystical and she had these, you know, intuitive powers. Mm-hmm. And of course she was, you know, she was uh, otherworldly human, mm-hmm. but from a different galaxy, but there was no mention of her being, you know, uh, athletic necessarily. And I, when, uh, when I met James and, you know, he knew that I was a dancer. I had been a dancer for many, many years. He gave me, he gave me my, my sticks, my fighting sticks for the very first time. And I remember being so intimidated. Really? So, oh my gosh. So scared. So scared. I'm like, what is this? Um, and he taught me a simple pattern, simple. And I went home and I, I, I remember going over it like a hundred times. The I drills. Least yeah. Times. The drills over and over and over and over and over again. And, and, um, yeah, you know, and then slowly he would add different things. And, and uh, you know, he was always so lovely and he was always uh, very much like a big brother. Um, yeah, who, who helped me work through that element of Taylor, which was such an enormous part of who she was. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And I, I loved all of the fight sequences and I loved that she was so powerful and adept in, in that way. Um, and yeah, he helped develop this, this form of fighting, um, you know, that kind of took from my dance background and married it with, you know, all these different forms of martial arts and, uh, created what Taylor, you know, grew to be her own fighting style. Um, and I very much loved working with James and, uh, he was, yeah, he was like a big brother, very protective (laughs) <laughs> I think that the the thing that um oh that su- it wasn't really like surprising per se it was kind of like oh you know what that makes sense considering that this um this caliber of people is is how tireless um you and he both worked like he would fill up his weekends and yeah. as far as I was aware you would as well just mm-hmm. training oh, uh, gosh, depending yeah. if if there was a major fight coming up so that oh, it would yeah. be perfect when dialed in it would come time to shoot it and just oh, 100%. going that extra, yeah. that extra mile to take up valuable time that, that you had off to rest and recharge and, and learn lines and just drills to make yeah. that an amazing, an Absolutely. amazing product. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Uh, part of that was sheer terror. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was like, I have got to work on this so that when I get you know, on set and the lights are pointing and everything is going on that I can just, it's all muscle memory. It had to, it had to get to a place where it it was just part of who she was. And so subsequently part of who I was, but yeah, I, I, I worked very, very hard and, and, uh, and he, he helped me with that a lot. And I would wake up, um, you know, this is before I had Caden, but I would wake up at 4am in the morning and I would jump rope for 30 minutes. And then I would do my, you know, all of my other sit-ups and my, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my weights. And then I would, I would always like every single day go through my drills with the sticks every single day. Like I, you know, I would like check it off. Like I'd have to do it at least 40 times, at least every drill. So that it was just like, bah, 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 bah. Um, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, those sticks are now in my, in my son's room. In <laughs> Don't break them. I should be concerned about that. <laughs> I sold off so many sets of those. Those there was a couple of like harder plastic ones, and then the yeah. 
the stunt ones. I mean, there were so many Bantos rods. It wasn't even funny. Yeah. Yeah. I know. What a trip. Um, Mm -hmm. The, uh, the, the pilot episode featured Robert Patrick and featured Andy Frizzell and Mm -hmm. James LaFazanos uh, mm-hmm. introduced, uh, introducing this, this new alien species, uh, in addition yeah. to your alien species, well, human, but unearthly, as you once told me, which is true. Right. Tell us about, uh, f- filming that and working with, with that ensemble. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, that kicked it off. And I remember, I remember being like really, really nervous. I was really nervous. And, uh, you know, I felt this great responsibility to, uh, you know, just bring Taylor to life in and uh, to inhabit her in a way that, you know, gave her the all due respect. And I remember being very, very nervous working, um, working on that particular episode and working with Robert Patrick. Oh my gosh, I was so intimidated. And I remember the very first time I met him, <laughs> he came up to me and he put his hands together and he said, namaste. And I remember being like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, once again, you know, a, a really nice guy. Thank goodness. There was something about Stargate that, I don't know, attracted some really good people. But I remember being very, very nervous about the whole thing. Um, I remember it being very, very wet. I remember the, the jacket that I wore, that long coat and running. Um, you know, so many, so many moments kind of stand out to me. But, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, what a, what a fabulous ensemble. Um, a lot of it, though, I remember just being, oh, my gosh, you just got to get through this. Get through it, get through it, get through it. Work, 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 work. And, you know, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, it was uh, – Stargate was, wasn't just a pilot. It was it was greenlit a series right away. I mean, mm-hmm. I can imagine getting getting into that and being up there and being like, okay, we've got to make this work for 20 episodes, you know. Yeah. Got to make it happen yeah. at all. Did, were you aware? I, I got to ask you this. Were you aware of uh, when did you become aware of Taylor, the origin of Taylor's name? Oh, you know, <laughs> did you know right away? Because I didn't until no. just recently. No, no, I didn't. I think maybe the end of first the first season. I mean, it was a while. It was a while. I just what kind of just assume, you know, this is like a fun name that you guys made. Up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so cool. So for those who are not in the know, uh, Taylor uh, Magan is uh, a combination of, of uh, four daughters, two of Brad Wright and two of, of Robert C. Cooper that, that created that name. So I love that little nugget. Did, yeah, yeah, very, very cool. There were aspects of the character. Um, she was, in many respects, the Teal'c of, of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was the outside observer of uh, humanity. And I wish that there had, I mean, we can always woulda, shoulda, coulda, but I wish that there had been a little bit more of that. I mean, it was established in um, uh, the pilot that mm-hmm. she had an, an uh, not just a great athletic acumen, but an unusual one. She could run extremely fast. And there's, there's a line um, uh, where, where Taylor's where John is like telling her to slow down. It's because he literally yeah. cannot keep up with her. There's something, there's something about yeah. her that is unusual. We'll eventually find out that she's part Wraith. Um, mm-hmm. 
what was it like going through that journey of evolving that character and adding those layers and watching some pieces, you know, not get carried forward, like, like the running yeah. aspect and others, right. but right. building that character on over the course of that, of that first year. And then ultimately the five seasons of the show. Oh my goodness. Um, wonderful. I mean, listen, I, I consider it a great uh, honor to have been able to portray Taylor and um, I, 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 I loved her. I loved her. Um, you know, she married elements of myself, obviously, mm. with elements that were created in the writer's room. But, um, you know, every time, every time there was a, an episode that highlighted another aspect of who she was, um, it, it helped me to, you know, just better understand her and so subsequently flesh her out in, um, in more colorful ways. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, all of it was all of it was wonderful. I remember the gift. Um, oh. particularly stands out, you know, I loved that episode. Um, and I loved how that, yeah, just influenced so much of who she was. Um, yeah, Taylor was, was just a wonderfully fun character to, to portray because she was so well-rounded. I mean, she was this wonderfully well-rounded, uh, female character who was not just, you know, this woman in crop tops. Um, right, she was exactly. very smart. Uh, pragmatic, um, (laughs) (laughs) strong, um, you know, she wasn't moved to anger that quickly, but if you did anger her, be, you know, be careful about it. Um, I, I, I loved, I loved growing within Taylor and I loved subsequently how the two of us, uh, myself, as well as the characters started to merge together, um, particularly in, you know, the last couple of seasons, uh, with the birth of my son. <laughs> yeah. I mean, influenced the scripts. Yeah. And how they ran with it, you yeah. know, um, they, they ran with it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. You were pregnant with Caden through season four. Is that, is that right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you, um, uh, did you give them enough uh, heads up to let them decide if they were going to work it into the script or not, or how, if they were just going to shoot around it? I mean, how did that, how does something like that come about uh, when you're involved with a production? How does that work? You know, obviously yeah. I'm sure you're not contracted to tell them what, well, you know, if you're pregnant, you have to tell us um, how, how does <laughs> yeah. that, how does that work so that they have time to work it into a story? Sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we went into production, I believe it was like late February um, for this, for the seasons. And I had a conversation with them end of January. And I remember the very first person who I reached out to was Amanda, Amanda Tapping. She had gone through a pregnancy uh, in SG1 and she was lovely. um, And so, so helpful to me. And um, the day that I went in to tell um, all of our writers and uh, producers, et cetera, about my pregnancy, she actually uh, showed up. She was there. And I remember she, yeah, it was so wonderful. She, before I went upstairs to talk to them, you know, she had a little chat with me. She gave me a big hug and and that was really wonderful. There was this really great camaraderie between uh, performers, but but I uh, I went upstairs and I, I let them know and, and it was not the direction that they were thinking that they were gonna go in for Taylor at all. But, um, you know, they had a little bit of time and, and they ran with it and they made some really, really great storylines um, from that, I think. Um, and I, you know, for forever, I'm, I'm going to be um, uh, grateful to them for, for how they 
for how they grew the character through, you know, through that, through that season. Yeah. It's pretty great. Overall in the role, you, you started off with a different wig and you ended up with one that was shorter. Oh, I started off um, and I had so many. <laughs> I, I, I had a whole bunch. I had a whole bunch, yes. And the costumes. Um, were, were they uh, an aid to creating the character? Did they drive you nuts? Both? <laughs> um, I, I loved going into the wardrobe department. I loved it. Um, and they, they brought me in on, on a lot of the decisions, you know, the fabrics and the colors and the, you know, the textures and the feel and how long. And um, it was, I loved that element. And it helped me to inform who Taylor was mm-hmm. as well. Um, the hair thing, we can, there can be like a whole episode on hair. Because that was just like, ooh. Um, you know, we were talking earlier on about how Vancouver can be very, very rainy, very, very dark oh. and rainy. Um, my hair is naturally curly, so if we are out in the pouring rain, it wants to go. <laughs> it just does. It's like. Was your own uh, hair out of the question from from day one, or was there some consideration yeah, I mean, of trying to make it, it work? It was always yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it was always a wig. Yeah. It was yeah. always a wig, um, which which I didn't mind because. Because of the fact that Taylor was meant to be human and yet otherworldly, it it kind of it kind of helped me to okay. it it did. Um, but yeah, I, I did go through a lot of um, incarnations of, of hair yeah. <laughs> until we finally settled on one. And that particular wig was like something like ten thousand dollars. Hair's expensive. Um, hair's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a group of fans who have been wanting to get some questions answered from you oh, here. Cool. We have okay. 160 concurrent viewers right now. So oh, cool. thank you so much for, for being here with us. And thank you, fans, for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Teresa McAllister would like to know. Um, and so we're going to kind of step all over the show at, at this point in different aspects more than I more than I did for my questions. But I knew that this was okay, coming. Cool. Uh, did you have any input for the romantic direction for Taylor, who uh-huh. of course ended uh, being with Kanan. Yes. Because the baby had to have a daddy. So, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, where uh, did, did you have any input for that process along the way? Uh, no, actually, I did not. I, I did not. That was something that, you know, they guarded in the, in the writer's room. And I know they, they toyed a different, you know, does Taylor like so-and-so? Is there a chemistry over here? Is it, you know, they, they played with that element. But um, no, I, I, I didn't really have much to do with it. And I, I didn't have anything to do with um, the hiring process. Oh, although, okay. Uh, no, although I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled where it landed. Yeah. Um, Patrick Sabungi, uh is a, is a wonderful actor and, and uh, a generous performer. And so... It was it was lovely that you know he ended up being Kanan, um, but no, I didn't have anything to do with that. No. <laughs> if you did, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious if if you did, who, if anyone? Well, I mean, obviously the the baby would have had to have a father once we established that she was pregnant. Who would yeah. you have wanted it to be? Would you have wanted it to be Shepard or someone else from the Atlantis expedition, or did it make sense that it was an, that it was another Athosian? 
Um, yeah, boy, I'm stepping on minefields there, so I'm almost going to like stay out of it. Okay. But I um, I think in the end, it did make sense that it was another Thosian. I think in the end that it, it did, uh, due to you know her her attachment to her people, etc. Um, but uh, yeah, that 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 made sense to me. There was this there was this speech that was never part of the the show, but it was part of my audition, and it was um. It talks a lot about Taylor's father and her legacy, and and so that was always like a really big part of who she was. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I know I know fans have their have their favorites. Oh boy, do they! <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> yeah. Chris Gartland, uh, what was it like filming while pregnant? And have your kids uh, watched any of Atlantis? Oh my goodness. Uh, thank you very much for that, that wonderful question. Uh, okay. So I remember so many times being pregnant and doing like these, you know, very physical, mm-hmm. physical scenes and <laughs> having, you know, somebody from upstairs come down and be like, yeah, you know, when, when my wife was pregnant, she just slept all day. And I was like, <laughs> Oh God, I am tired, but you know, I'm bringing um, home the bacon. <laughs> Right. I remember one of our um, camera ops saying a similar thing. I had to like, I had this scene where I had to like run and run and run. And he, he was like, yeah, you know, my, my wife liked to, you know, like snuggle down when she was pregnant and, you know, and I like, obviously if I had the opportunity to do so, I probably would have done that too. So that presented a challenge for sure. There was, um, there was a big fight sequence and I'm forgetting, I'm for, I wish I could remember the, the episode. I should have, I should have thought of that prior to this. Um, Who was it with? Oh, good grief. Uh, Jewel. Okay. Uh, Jewel and I. Yeah. Right? Track, uh, that was uh, the lost or the, the lost. Uh, yeah. It's yes. Yeah. Just before she yeah. finds out. Exactly. Exactly. And I had this big fight sequence and I knew I was pregnant, obviously. And it was like one of the biggest ones that I had to do ever uh, with so many different um, adversaries. And I, I remember crying and crying and crying on my way home thinking, oh my gosh, did I do something detrimental? I didn't. Caden's fine. Uh, have my children watched the show? They've seen like a couple of episodes. They are unimpressed. <laughs> They're just like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, mom, whatever. Oh, They're just like, whatever. It's so funny. I feel like, you know, one day, one day they'll, they'll go back and be like, oh. They're wow. young. They'll appreciate it, I think, as adults. Yeah, you know? eventually. But, the- but for now, no. <laughs> The, the episode is missing where you, that's you and Jewel. It's yeah, missing. that's a good episode. You dig the um, the 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 rubber squid out of the the floor and, and have, <laughs> right. a, have a bite of it. <laughs> yes. Oh man, Jewel is another one who we had a lot of fun with. I, oh, I, I, yeah. Yes. Jewel tell me. Tell me about um, uh, welcoming in cast members like Amanda Tapping and and Jewel State. Yeah, I mean, and, listen, and Jason. Oh my God. <laughs> Everyone's probably shrieking in the chat about Jason. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so, 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 so many. Um, yeah, Jason, Jason. Uh, oh gosh. Um, that it was wonderful. Wonderful. Um, he, to me, was always like this giant uh, puppy dog. Um, Jason was just this giant puppy dog. And, and I, I will always, I will always love Jason. I will always love Jason. You know, like, you know, beyond the performances and where everything's quiet, he just has this really uh, generous and lovely. He's soulful. Being. He's him yeah. and his guitar. 
Yeah, and he's just he's just this he's just a very uh, lovely soul. Um, so yeah, that that was that was lovely welcoming him in. It was sad because we said goodbye to Rainbow, but you know, uh, Jason brought brought a whole other aspect to it, and and uh, yeah, um, always love Jason. And and yes, Jewel, Jewel, I met Jewel uh, before she joined us as a series regular. She was Elia. <laughs> I'm forgetting the name of that episode. Oh, yeah. it, it was um, uh, it, it was the the, the two parter, and yes, it yes. was oh, oh for Pete's sake, come on! It's the Sweet werewolf book. episode. It's instinct. Exactly. There, that's it. That's it. And I remember sitting with Jewel in between takes, and her sweetly saying to me, "They told me that it was just going to be a little bit of prosthetics." <laughs> She's just like, she was like, "I thought it was going to be like maybe some cute ears," and I'm like. Oh gosh! So we had some laughs over that, um, but yeah, we we always had some giggles. Jewel and I. She's she's got a a, a lovely sense of humor as well. Um, and Amanda, as I said, Amanda, um, Amanda's great, and and I will always have uh, so much um, respect for her for what she did to me during that helped me with rather uh, when I was <laughs> for what she did to me. <laughs> she helped me how she helped me navigate that as a as an actress who was pregnant she was very generous and, and lovely and and a wonderful performer um yeah i think i've diverged i don't know what, what we're no, talking you're about. absolutely right you're right you're completely on it you welcomed in uh robert picardo as a series regular in uh season mm-hmm. five uh but he had definitely be, been in there prominently as richard wolsey uh tell us yeah. a little bit about bob oh bob when i think of bob i think of uh pizza uh, I went over to his pizza. house a couple of times in Pasadena and he had this pizza oven and he was very, very, you know, about making his pizza. And I, um, every <laughs> once in a while, I, I hear things that Bob said, said to me, um, as a, as a dad, he would say things like, and I remember the other day I was, I was cooking broccoli for the kids. And I remember him once saying, don't you ever boil your vegetables, Rachel. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, and literally I heard Bob saying that to me as yeah. I was like making broccoli for the kids. I was like, yeah, yeah that's right, Bob. That's right. <laughs> It's so funny. It's a, I know, you know, like for, for the fans are like, but you know, but you guys were working together. But of course, you know, I remember him as a, as just a lovely guy. Um, yeah, yeah. You were working together, but you were living together too on that set, you know, for most yes. of the live long yes. days. So absolutely. Absolutely. So thank goodness we actually got along with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, Bob was great. And Bob actually helped me with a couple of other uh, projects of mine that, uh, haven't gotten off the ground yet, but he was always very generous in terms of like coming over to the house and helping with table reads of scripts mm. that I had written. He would just, you know, he'd be there in a flash. There were a couple of uh, uh, things that I was trying to shoot, and, and you know, Bob was Bob was always ha- happy to to be there and to help mm. us with those things. So he's lovely, yeah. The the, the caliber of talent that was always brought mm-hmm. in for Stargate was pretty much unmatched. The, yeah. the quality of people. And I think that, that that comes from the top. I think that that starts with Brad and Rob, you know, mm-hmm. and the team that they built. There's there's something to be said for a consummate group of professionals who were just willing to give it their all for the course of, you know, 360 some odd hours of television. It's just crazy. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just in that breath, yeah. I also want to give a little tip of my hat to Connor Trenier, um, yes. who, you know, right, who... Uh, we also welcomed into the cast. And so he, good. Oh my gosh. 
What a wonderful actor. What a wonderful actor. There's this, this wonderful thing that happens when you're uh, energetically bouncing off of an, an, another actor and then the lines and everything is kind of work. It's just this. And, and that's how I felt with Connor, like immediately, you know, we were just like, it was just kind of, it's great, magical, because he's just this, this wonderful, wonderful actor. Um, and and once again, really nice guy. Thank God. I mean, I don't, yeah, thank goodness. I'm not like, you know, that person was a great actor, but a real jackass. <laughs> well, he was key to, I mean, he he was so integral to, to your story as well. Yes, you know, I yeah. mean, I'm sure you could have made it work if, if he was a jackass, but it's so nice that he wasn't. <laughs> True. Yes. True. It might have added layers to you know Taylor's Taylor's ire it's, of Michael, but uh, no. But it was so fun whenever he joined. Yeah, you know, he was. It, it's so funny, Rachel, going you, with you through all these memories. I mean, you know, no production is perfect. You know yeah. it. I know yeah. it. And we kind of have to like wink and nudge. You know, as we go through some of this stuff, because not all of it was perfect all the time. And there were no. some, you know, some people who wouldn't show up for their with their lines memorized. And there were some days oh. that were just excruciating. And, oh, and we're supposed to go God. like, oh, it was so amazing. You know, it, but it's human beings who are doing the best that they can. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, come on. Yes. And as a family, because we were like a family, yeah. you know, I mean, every once in a while there would be like moments of like, oh, come on now. Absolutely. Uh, you but, know, where you have to set, yeah, have to set the boundaries and people straight. At the end of the day, you have to make the day. And, you know, it, it all will come out in the wash in the end. That's so funny. That reminds me of something that David used to say all the time. Sometimes he'd just be like so annoyed. It, it, you know, people would say, cut on a scene, moving on. And he'd be like, nothing fell down. I guess we're moving on. <laughs> it's like, David. I Am I not going to get another take on that? Uh, Nothing fell down in the back, so I guess we're moving on. I can't <laughs> imagine what it must have been like for him to oh. to. He's not just delivering dialogue; he's he's putting gas into the car that's making it go down the road. Yes. That is not an easy thing to do. And Ray, Rainbow was was very open and saying, you know, sometimes he let people know, you know, <laughs> how frustrating that was. And I honestly can't blame him. <laughs> You oh, know, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, God, God, you know, can you guys just stop, you know, messing around for a moment so we can, you know, do this? He's got to get it uh, out. He's got to get the information out and in the right order. Yeah. Absolutely. Not only that, but he, you know, he infused it with, with character and with like, yeah. you know, like interesting character quirks. And the, the, it was just like, first of all, it is so hard to deliver exposition information that moves the story forward but is not necessarily you know like the 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 fine tissue between characters and yeah it's not what we're tuning in for it's 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 to, to propel the story exactly. so we watch the characters precisely and to deliver that in a way that is like engaging whoo but he did it he did it and yeah yeah there would be moments where where jason would show up on occasion and and he would look at me he would see like david had like a chunk of dialogue and he'd say Hey, Rach, uh, how many lines do you got? <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know. I think I've got two. And he's like, yeah, I say, I say a word. And then David would be like, <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Oh, God. I'll never forget the line. And I'm sorry, fans. I'll, I'll definitely get to your questions here. Um, I'll, I'll never forget the scene. Martin Garrow and I were, were 
uh, were fairly tight during during some of those years. And yeah. he sent me a, a a page. I'm sure he wasn't supposed to do this, but he said, tell me what you think. And it's the scene from First Strike. <laughs> it, because he was like, there's no way this is going to make it. We're going to run out of time. We'd run out of time under normal circumstances. This is a season finale. And it's the scene of all of you out on the balcony uh. where, where Ronan says, I need to learn some science. And so and Joe starts talking about, you know, we're the Fantastic Four. And Taylor says, why do you get to be Mr. Fantastic? Fantastic. <laughs> yes, yes, and yeah. it was those little character moments that for mm-hmm. a more action-oriented show, those scenes would just suffer. You know, they, they frequently yeah. didn't get to make it in. And those were the scenes that were so good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So many good things. I, I, had a, I had a thought, and it's gone out of my head. I was like, oh, I got to share this thing. It'll come back. It will. Just stop oh. me when it does. Okay. Glenn Helwig, did you do most of um, your own stunts, especially in the fight scenes? And if so, what – I think we kind of talked about this a little bit. What training did you have to do? Uh, I did – Yes, listen, and, uh, I did all of the fight sequences. I did have a wonderful stunt double, Lonnie Galera, um, who, you know, she took the heavy hits. Mm. Hat off to her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time I had to, like, you know, fall hard on the ground or what have you, boom, Lonnie was there. Um, I, I took it very seriously to learn the choreography and to, to get it down. And because my, my background is dance, for me, it was... Um, it was it was an outcropping of, of of choreography as a dancer. So yes, every single fight sequence that Taylor did, I did. Every single hard hit, <laughs> Lonnie was Lonnie there was to help far. with, and, and she also had to learn the choreography. And she yeah. would definitely do the choreography as well. And you know, you know, sometimes you know, like the heavy hits. If if like I was fighting with Jason, and Jason really wanted to boom against the wall, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lonnie would do it. Yeah, so. So uh, I am married to, and, and I'm getting a coffee. <laughs> my, wonderful, my wonderful husband. Aww. I am married to a, a, a stunt performer, a fight coordinator, um, an incredibly talented man. And so when it comes to, you know, talking about fight sequences, I, I always tip my hat to the stunt performers. And man, they deserve a lot of credit. They deserve so much credit, especially in an action-driven show. Um, so much of it, you know, is, is driven by, you know, by, by their talent and their work ethic, et cetera. So, yes. It can't be a coincidence that you connected uh, with him, you know, you being as athletic as you are. Was there, was there some kind of a, of a connection there between uh, your stunt work in Atlantis and meeting your husband? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, so back to Jason joining the cast. Um, shortly after he joined the cast, I took Jason out for dinner because I was like, you know, I really want Jason to feel comfortable. Of course. Yeah. Um, He's a new kid on the block. Yeah. Yeah. He's a new kid on the block. So it was just me and Jason. I took him out for dinner and um, we got a text from from James and he was like, hey, you know, we're going to be meeting at this. I can't remember where it was. The Canby. I think it was the Canby. Kind of like this divey place. Maybe it isn't anymore. Sorry, Canby. Um, (laughs) Like drinks and then maybe go dancing. And so- Jason and I were like, sure, why not? We'll go. So we went and we, we met James there and we were all having some beers and just having fun because thank God we actually enjoyed, you know, each other's company off the set as well. And uh, that's where I met my husband. He was a stunt performer and he knew James and he happened to be there. And, and uh, it was kind of like, Ooh, 
at first sight. You know, I was kind of like, what is happening? Oh, no. Um, and uh, and then, yes, and he, he did uh, he did perform on the show. Um, and, he, and yeah, uh, that was certainly part of why we bonded. But another part of why we bonded is uh, he spent his first few years uh, as a child in, in Africa, in different parts of Africa, Nigeria and South Africa. And, of course, I'm from Tanzania. We had all these other, like, little symbiotic things that, that – um, brought us together thank but you yeah, for sharing that yeah hats off to the stunt to the stunt department oh my gosh man oh man Aaron and Banks um I'm curious uh your your thought on this if if there was any one thing that you could change about uh, the character in hindsight um what if anything uh what would it be hmm all right well I mean I don't want to sound trite but there isn't really anything that I would change. I wouldn't change anything about Taylor. Um, you know, it would have been nice to have added more. Um, I was about to say, my. Yeah. I mean, if we're if we're going to address any kind, if there is any kind of elephant in this room, um, in my opinion, it's mm-hmm. that it's that there wasn't enough utilization of you. And I don't attribute that to one person or yeah. or a, a writer or anything else. It was just how it turned out. It 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 just felt Rachel like you were under, underutilized. Uh, I you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to answer the question, there isn't anything that I would change about who Taylor was. I think that she was a magnificent character, and I loved playing her. But yes, to to your point. There's, there's, yeah, I mean, you know, my, my, my heart, my heart kind of bleeds a little bit in, in the sense that I wish that there was some, there was so much more that I would have enjoyed doing, um, so much, you know, and, and discovering about, about that character and, and, uh, you know, c'est la vie, c'est la no, vie. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to do what you what you can with what you've been given. Rainbow and I definitely mm-hmm. talked about this, you know, and how he had a frustration that his his interesting stuff was was after he left. You know, um, characters yeah. are created with the best of intentions. And sometimes the pieces just don't all go together with what comes out later. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, and then it, it come at season five. I think if there had been a season six, I think that it would have been, frankly, a huge Taylor season. With what was introduced with you in season five with the queen, with really, le- really leveraging that wraith aspect of yourself. And that's one of the yeah. things that I want to talk to, talk with you about in more detail in the future, because that was right. so cool. Right. That episode right. with you in full prosthetics is one of my Ooh. favorites. Uh, and we're really uh, getting into the minutia of that species. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good one. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, there's so much that I can say about the queen. I don't know if we have time. So, time is- yeah. Give us a nugget. Uh, so, um, so on a personal level, I discovered that I was going to be uh, the queen um, at a large dinner with all the cast and writers, uh, producers, etc. And, and um, yeah, they let it slip. Hey, you know, we've got this great episode coming up. I was a new mom. I had an infant and I begged them. I begged them, please, no, don't, don't make me be in full prosthetic. I was like, I was still nursing. I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. So I remember putting like avocado on my face at home to just try not to scare Caden. She's like, this is how mommy's going to be. I had so much angst around it. I was like, this is going to be the worst. 
And on the first day of filming, you know, I have to get there at like 3.30 in the morning because it takes yeah. forever to put to that get in. Up. And get out, according to oh, Andy. It's oh crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I'm there with my little one and um, my mother-in-law is there helping me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm going in, like, you know, we get one layer on. I go in to see Caden. In the end, my little guy literally laughed. He thought it was hysterical. Aww, fantastic. He thought it was hysterical. Thank goodness I've got these pictures of me nursing as a wraith. <laughs> I do. Um, but but I loved portraying that character. When all was said and done, and I knew that everything was fine in terms of me personally, blah, blah, blah. I loved portraying her. The energy for her just sat in a completely different place. Yeah. The power, the, it was just... The switch was so amazing. And and I credit that on so many levels to our amazing makeup artists and wardrobe and everything. Oh my goodness. That just, it came together in the most powerful way. And when I had it all on, it just felt so, I love you, sweet pea, and your shoes look amazing. I love you. <laughs> my little one just came in to show Aww. me her new shoes. But yes, yes. To, yeah, I loved, I loved portraying her. And yeah, that would have been something amazing. I mean, we were just starting to learn so many yeah. incredible aspects of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it more, for sure. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Aaron Banks. Oh, no, I just started answering him. Claire Burr. A tough one, I'm sure. Uh, favorite episode or film to watch? Or both, and any guest star that stood out that was your favorite to work with. So, any any favorite episode of Stargate uh, Atlantis that you that you enjoyed uh, watching? Did you watch the show as it aired? Uh, yes and no. Okay. I mean, like I for for me, it's hard for me to watch myself. Yeah. I I, I don't really I don't really enjoy watching myself now that there's been so much time. Um. Look how young I look. Exactly. <laughs> Damn, I was cute. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, You're still good. What an idiot. Um, anyway, uh, favorite episode, it's a really hard one. It's a really hard one. Like, you have to imagine, you know, everybody knows, but it's like 20 episodes, five years. It's really hard to find a favorite episode. It's fair. For me, Episodes and and I can look to I can look to every single episode and point out why that episode why I loved that episode, yeah. you know, it was either like the interaction behind the scenes uh, or a scene uh, within the episode. Actually, getting to work with it with you know an actor who I didn't get to work with that much. I remember, you know, uh, near the end of the show. Um, David and I talked about how, gosh, you know, it would have been wonderful if we had had more moments as characters to like, you know, just have, you know, some, some, some McKay Taylor stuff. The some scene of him ter- serving you tea in Dow of Rodney is wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. But, but, you know, so, so all of the episodes are wonderful for different reasons, for different memories for me. And I don't mean for that to be a cop out. Mm. But it, but it's true. It really is true. And then in terms of like guest stars that stand out, we've talked oh about my. Connor a little bit. Um. Yeah, I mean for me it's hard. I don't even consider him a guest star. Like he was just such an integral part, and I yeah, love performing. Yeah, with with Connor. 
Um, that's a tricky one. Ooh, those are gorgeous shoes too. Just come and say hello. Come, come, come. Hi. Ridley. How are you, Ridley? Good. We just saw you on, oh, I just saw you on television uh, last week. Did you like <laughs> your, did you like your commercial? Oh, wow. Well, very good. You want to do more commercials? You want to do more more TV? Any film? Wow, that's yeah. Wow, that's terrific. You were so good. Yeah, so, so. I'm going to watch out for Ridley. Um, uh, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm, uh, uh, but yes, yes, Connor. Um, we, had, we had some wonderful guest stars. Oh, my goodness. If I had had a little bit more time to, like, actually really think about that and give you a really, really solid answer. Uh, and then what was the last portion of his by sweet love what was the last portion of his a, question a specific and any specific actors that that um that were your favorites to work mm-hmm. with you know i mean i love working with robert patrick yeah he certainly stands out uh he certainly stands out richard kind um was really fun to work with oh my gosh so richard many kind we had was some... great You'll, we'll have you back we can go through some of these in more detail i can't wait we had some amazing amazing actors join us yeah. um you know i mean with, with such incredible careers uh behind them um what a gift but mm-hmm. yeah um the whole show is a gift <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, switching gears keith homel wants to know um uh, the, any any moments with fans that stand out i know there are, there are kids that have been born with with the name of taylor i mean there's there's yeah. Oh a huge fan interest in this show. Any any particular uh, moments with fans that stand out over the years? I hate asking this question because it's such a broad brush um, stroke. Um, mm-hmm. But if there is anything that that comes down from the ether, oh my gosh! Let me just say that I have had so many wonderful interactions with fans, mm. and I have never once had like a, a, a bad interaction with mm. the fan. They've always been just so beautifully positive and um, so forthcoming in terms of, of how uh, the character and the show have influenced them. Um, I, I remember the first time somebody told me that they had named their child Taylor. Oh, yeah. And I was just, I mean, I, I didn't, it's very, very hard to like even articulate how that feels. It's so humbling and it's, it's such an incredible honor um, I remember, you know, countless people telling me that the show helped them get through like a really, really hard time, even like a, a, an illness or, um, just, a, just a bad time in their life mm. and how it, it just helped them to get through so many moments of, I mean, my goodness. And, and, you know, for me, I muddle through my days as, as a mom. You know, I obviously I'm I'm an artist and I'm an actor, but you know I'm I spend a lot of my time navigating through as a mom, and so every once in a while uh, I will meet somebody and they'll and they'll say, oh my gosh, are you? And it always takes me by surprise because I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm just Rachel and I'm a mom, um, but it's like moments like that that just kind of take me by surprise, and it's like, oh my gosh, and then it reminds me, you know, what a gift this is. Um, that happened to me the other day. I was taking Caden to, to get Chick-fil-A. Gotta and love me some Chick-fil-A. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That exactly. Chick-fil-A sauce is where it's at. 
Well, you and Caden. <laughs> okay. It's like 150 calories a tub. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, and there was this young girl. Like, she must have been. She was a teenager. And she was taking my order. And I had my mask on. Yeah. And she was like, so can I have a name? And I said, you know, Rachel. And she was, you know. But it takes me by surprise. And, and just her reaction and her, just her effusive, um, beautiful comments about the show and how much it means to her. She was a fan. Yeah. There are, just, there are two. So in short, there are too many for me to isolate just one. <laughs> you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. That's all I have to say. Absolutely. Um, what did you think, uh, uh, Michelle Palmer, what did you think about the relationship uh, between Taylor and Michael? I think we touched on it a, a little bit, but not in terms, in terms of Connor and Rachel, but the relationship with Taylor and Michael was, was a complicated one, okay, and yeah. it was a sick one. <laughs> I mean, but there were so many layers to that. <laughs> yes, it was. It was not a healthy relationship, uh, but I loved, I loved how multifaceted it was. And I think in the hands of maybe another actor, it wouldn't have been as, uh, as rich and as colorful, but you know, Connor just brought so many layers to it and it was mm -hmm. wonderful. I loved the interaction between Taylor and Michael. I loved how uh, broad and as you said, <laughs> Uh, unhealthy weird obsession um, yeah yeah but it was it was it was terrific um i loved i loved it i loved it um it uh it gave me great pleasure to perform those scenes and you know whenever there was a, a taylor michael moment i loved it yeah i was i was sad to see him go mm. and and i was like well you know maybe connor maybe still doesn't believe it he he still can't believe it. it's like no no, he, he yeah. was too intelligent to have made to have been to have been mated, checkmated into exactly, that situation. Exactly, I know exactly. It, had it continued, we 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 hadn't seen. I don't think. The I end don't of think so either. No, but it made for a good hour of television. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> that sure that did. fight sequence on the roof is just fantastic, and right? you're you're wondering how's it going to go because mm. these people don't uh, they value all life. But yeah. you see it running through Taylor's head, knowing how many civilizations of people he has destroyed, of people that they mm -hmm. knew and worked with, that yeah, he turned yeah. into bugs and innocent yeah. slaves oh across the Pegasus galaxy that he turned into his henchmen. You see that right, process exactly. through, her, through her mind when he's begging to get helped up. And she yes. says no. No. Well, she doesn't say think... no. She kicks him off. <laughs> exactly. But I think, you know, one of one of the main reasons is that, you know, she she was mom. Yeah. Right. And and uh, I didn't bring that one up. That's right. Your little one. Right. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Yeah. You can be the most rational person. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> don't you? Uh, yeah. Come anywhere between uh, me and my little one. But yeah, that was that was a great hour of television. It was. Nat Natalia mm -hmm. Elsick, um, how much time we we know we started at, at three a.m. How much time would it take to get transformed into the queen? So you would you would be arrive at set at three a.m. Yeah, like three three thirty in the morning, and then I would be on set by like eight. Wow. 
It took a long time. It took a long, long time. Yeah. Of just kind of patiently lying there while they worked their magic. It was like layer upon layer upon layer, you know, and then like your nails, your teeth, the skin, the, the hair, mm -hmm. your eyes. Woo. It and, was a very, very intricate process. And to think that that was five years into the Wraith design, you know, that that was the advanced stage of makeup that they had developed. <laughs> and how long right. would it take to come out of that? And the chemicals that you'd have to use on your, on oh. your skin, how, how long was that process? Exactly. It was about half the, half the time of getting into it. But it still, it still took forever. Yeah, it still took forever. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was an entailed process, very wow. entailed. Yeah. Russell Baldwin, uh, any other, uh, any specific fond memory from Stargate, either on or off the screen? Goodness gracious! Let me narrow it down for you. Um, mm -hmm. Any with Richard Kind? Oh, <laughs> any with Richard Kind? I mean, listen, he was just a funny, kooky, fabulous. <laughs> guy uh i mean that episode in particular uh, and this memory doesn't involve richard it involves the rest of us the first time we saw the set for um mr mr wonderful mr wonderful mr wonderful uh irresistible mr Irres mr irresistible um <laughs> we all kind of like looked at it and it, it just looked like this you know musical theater mm -hmm. set piece and so we were all kind of dancing around the sets. If you can imagine David Hewlett singing and peeking out behind things. I mean, you know, I remember that. I remember, um, gosh, I, I just, I just remember having, I just remember having a great deal of fun. Um, any moments that stand out? Yes, that one in particular, for sure. A, a moment. Um, the very first time that we were all in the puddle jumble, puddle jumper together uh, certainly stands out because we hadn't gotten it down. Like if an explosion hits you, where are we all going? The first time <laughs> that happened, I flew backwards. Joe flew forward. Rainbow was a different way. Somebody was on the ground. And I remember, I think it was Martin, Martin Wood. I, I, I think it was. And he was like, guys, if it hits you from this side, let's all, you know, let's all decide where, where how we're going to react to the impact. <laughs> right? So it was, it was, you know, learning that kind of stuff. That was, that, that stands out. Uh, all the moments that we were acting to like, you know, green screens um, for something that our visual effects artists would paint in later, that would be like huge and monumental that we had to like react to. Um, you know, just, great camaraderie with with my with my family of of actors um you know when we when we found out that the show wasn't wasn't going to be continuing a uh, big big moment for all of us uh so many moments you know the 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 episode where we said goodbye to um uh David, uh, not sorry, not David, Paul, Paul, Sunday, um, Sunday. Oh man. Huge. Like that was, you know, I, I remember that one. That one certainly stands out. We were all, we were all feeling so emotional, like tr truly emotional. Um, countless, countless wonderful memories mm. that stand out. Yeah. Uh, 
did you Philip uh, Philip Dos Santos? Did Rachel? Did you keep anything on uh, from the set? Uh, despite uh, besides the Bantos rods. I don't know if you've heard this story. I think you have. Uh, no, no, I ha- I didn't. Okay, so because um, wardrobe, bless them, they were like Rachel. We're going to give you as you know as much as we can. Don't worry about it. It's going to be yours. Of course, it all ended up being sold. Auctioned um, off. Yeah, sorry, my fault. Off. I didn't get anything. I, I do have now, I do have a couple of my beautiful coats that were gifted back to me by fans um, during conventions. Oh my gosh, like one of my very favorite ones. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got her back. Um, so that's wonderful. But no, I didn't take anything. I, 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 am, I am like, the, I'm too much of a good girl. I'm too much of like, the, <laughs> no guys, let's not do that. And now I realize I wish I hadn't because... Jason wasn't that guy, and he took as much as he could. He had, like, burlap sacks full of things. He was just like, <laughs> I am not even kidding. And, and, in, and in fact, okay, so, so here's the funny thing, and some of you may have heard me tell this story, maybe some of you hadn't. It was years later, a couple of years after the show had ended, and I was actually over at um, Jason's house, and uh, we were talking about that, you know, all the stuff that he took, because it was like, oh, I'm there. He's got so much stuff. And I said, I didn't even get my chair back. Like, I, I didn't even get, like, Taylor was, like, re- it was gone. And he started laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? Turns out he had stolen my chair. <laughs> He'd taken my chair. And it took him two years to finally give it back to me. So I got nothing. <laughs> you got your chair back. Back. Yeah, I got the I got the chair back and and as I said, yes, I've got two of my coats back. So slowly but surely, I'm getting some pieces back. Mel- it pays to be nice. <laughs> Melody Young, I remember seeing a lot of clips from cons where Joe and Jason described you as as being such a, a good sport uh, as a stunt uh, punching bag. You know, from all the fights that you did, uh, were there any um, mishaps? Um, and she says, Rachel, you always look so badass. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. Every once yeah, in a while, were... I would think that there, uh, there would, the contact would be made. A hit. There would be an actual hit. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, listen. For the most part, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that for the most part, um, there were not a lot of contacts. Like I, I, I didn't often get bruised or hurt. In fact, hardly at all. There was one moment. Um, I think it was early on. I think it might have been like season two, uh, when Jason had joined us and I was particularly tired and they had, they had, um, scheduled the, the fight sequence at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so I was ready, really, really tired. We'd done a number of scenes and then I had to do this action sequence. It didn't happen after that. After that, it was like, we're going to schedule fight sequences near the beginning of the day when everybody's fresh, but I was tired and I didn't bring up uh, a block and I got nailed, mm. um, the face, and it was like, Boo! Saw stars and yeah. my face swelled up, and you know, um, uh, I shook it off, and we continued, and we got it. Uh, you they, got that, the day. That was okay. One. Yeah, that was one. I I did get kicked in the head actually in the fight sequence in Missing when I was pregnant. Um, that was that was bad. But, the but you know, hello. But when you're talking about five, you know, five years of of you know twenty episodes. Two, two moments. And then the third moment um, was in, oh my goodness. Oh gosh, what? I'm trying to remember the name of the episode. Sort of uh, situation. I don't know if it was Lost Boys. Okay. 
Jason and I had a, had a fight. Mm. Um, Jason Over and the I had a dining fight. room table. Dining room table. Yeah, with like food. And, exactly. Yeah. And I had to throw a punch, and I actually nailed him. Boom in the eye. Gave Jason an enormous black eye. That was the other like foible. Oh um, gosh, <laughs> he knows it's true. He did not take kindly to it. He was not at all happy that I that. I, and the next day, I brought him flowers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, forgive me for God's sake. Here's some flowers. So three, three, three moments stand out where I, yeah, where there was some pain. You know, I mean, in the scheme of things, it's it's amazing. Uh, that more didn't happen over the course of exactly so many hours. Exactly. It's it's Precisely. it's a testament to the the preparedness of that team to get everything Precisely. right. Exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. Right, three moments in five years yeah. of twenty episodes per is 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 a pretty good track record. I would say so. Last mm-hmm. question from uh, Ad, Adam Dermota: uh, Would you return to Stargate? Brad White's you know trying to get another show off the ground. I've been calling it SG Four. Um, and, uh, there's, there's a possibility of, you know, some, some prior faces either. I don't know what the exact plan is, but they're they're keeping that door open. Would you be open to returning? Of course. I have nothing but good memories. Um, so yeah, I mean, of course, of course I would. Um, yeah. Why not? Why not? I I loved her. I, I really, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Uh, except for the the kernels that I hear. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but that was Caden. (laughs) The natives are getting restless. Yeah, we're about to let you go. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I most certainly would, yes. Well, you know what? There is uh, every chance that that's going to happen in the next, you know, at some point here in the future. We're all hoping and praying, despite everything that's going on here, that MGM, just like every other studio, is going to weather the storm and... You know, uh, want to yeah. bring back Stargate. So, Rachel, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for taking this time. Thank you. I, I have to say, honestly, I, I really do believe this has like been one of my loveliest interviews. You are just delightful, and I, 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 I so appreciate your energy. No, seriously, it comes across so beautifully. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for just being so lovely and for your oh, very, pleasure. very. <laughs> it, it's it's absolutely a pleasure and and thanks to all the fans who who contributed yes absolutely yes. thank you so much uh as i as i said before you know this is this is a long-term project and i would love to have you uh back next year uh as we go into specific episodes through this journey absolutely oh yeah absolutely so, that'd be a lot of fun yeah. thank you Count me in. thank you so much rachel you take care of yourself and you have a great holiday season and we'll be in touch okay Okay, you too. And bye, everybody out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. Rachel Luttrell, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for this episode of Dial the Gate. Rachel has always been one of my favorites. And uh, just it's it's just a treat to to have her on. Um, it's a treat to have any of them on, but it's, uh, particularly Rachel, definitely. Before I let you guys go, I have some fan art to share. And I saw this on social media a couple weeks ago and I was like, I've got to have it for this episode. This was created by Astrid V and the artwork is entitled the woods are haunted 
dark and deep. I don't believe it's from any specific episode, um, but it is one of the coolest images that I've seen produced by the fan community. I love her use of color. Uh, it looks like she's created it on, you know, cardboard. It's the, 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 it's a beautiful piece. It was created apparently for Les Star as part of the Sticks and Snark Rodney Taylor thingathon, thingathon on Live Journal. So thank you, Astrid V, for this uh, beautiful composition. And before we let you go, if you like what you've seen in this episode, I would appreciate it if you would click that like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing the video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. If you plan to watch live, I recommend giving the bell icon a click so you'll be the first to know of any schedule changes, uh, which will happen now and again. And bear in mind, cliffs from this live stream will be appearing on GateWorld.net and ultimately dial the gate as we sort out uh, the YouTube channels, as we sort out uh, the clips process, which I'm uh, still working on. So for next week, our guests are Jay Akavone. All of our guests are Sunday, December the 6th. Jay Akavone will be joining us at 11 a.m. Pacific time to talk about Kowalski. Darren Sumner of GateWorld.net and my moderator, Ian, will be joining us for Stargate Trivia, the second round at 1 p.m. Join us in the live chat because after we give each other our questions, the questions from the audience, the trivia questions, will be breaking, will be, will be ending uh, the, the trivia challenge. So come with some hard Stargate questions. No number questions, please, for the love of Pete. Uh, David Nickel will be joining us at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Sunday, December the 6th to discuss Zelenka. That's all I have for you right now. In just a few moments, we are going to be welcoming in my friend Alexis Cruz to discuss Stargate, the feature film, and uh, the uh, TV series Stargate SG-1, his role of Scara, and also as Chlorel. So thank you so much for tuning in. My name is David Reed. This is Dial the Gate. We'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner. Co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com. <laughs>